When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Fatback 4. I am Gav, that's Keith, that's Emma. Three of us on tonight. And tonight we're going to go a little bit different. We're going to do some of your favourite, favourite World Cup moments. That can go as far back as you like. It can be great goals, great games, mental stuff that's happened. Great songs you remember around the time. Um, I'm throwing it in there for Keith, especially. And um, look, we're going to read out as many comments as we can tonight because... Our memories will be quite good. Other people's memories could be better, and you can help us along the way, and we'll react to them as we go. Keith, how are you? I'm great, Gav. Yourself? World Cups kicked off. Everyone's excited. Yeah. Maybe not. Three minutes in, everyone's shouting corruption. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. It's um, the way it's going to be the team of the whole thing, isn't it? In fairness. I did. I didn't see it earlier. Uh, I'm being honest. I was in the house picked up my phone and I was like oh it's begun already and I was like what what's going on and uh, I knocked on the teddy and looked at it and went oh yeah that looks dodgy but then it turns out he was offside so um, the corruption thing was thrown out the windows very quickly <laughs> Emma did you watch the game earlier? I did I watched it uh, with Luke and Kev live on YouTube mm-hmm. so um, yeah no that was the shout of the day was corruption as well and it took them about 15 minutes to Come up with an animation that made your man offside. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm still going with the corruption. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Dylan the Rook calls us the tick threesome. Jesus, he's out. He's out of the traps <laughs> right now, is yeah. Um, yeah. But tick double C. Yeah. It's not tick as in idiots. Although it does probably tie in there as well. Well, what does tick with two C's mean? Chunky. All right. Okay. Cool. Um. I don't know if that's any better than the, with a K at the end, but fair Well, you know, yes. both ways, I think we're, we're on the wrong end of it, but... Yeah, yeah, we I, was, I was only going to say, you can only see our shoulder from our yeah, shoulders we... down, but we've all met yeah. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Um, 
but anyway, he's gone straight with the juggler there in fairness to him and we haven't come out of it well. Um, <laughs> but look, our favourite World Cup moments, it can be anything you like. It can like genuinely anything that made you laugh, cry, um, amazed and stuff like that. Um, I think it was Rory on Twitter said it was earlier, has there ever been a better opening game than Cameroon against Argentina in 1990? Now, Possibly never been about that game than Argentina against Cameroon. What scored for them? Was it 1-0? 1-0. 1-0 to Cameroon, yeah. Yeah. And wasn't that the one where Kinesia breaks out from his box near the end and they're all just trying to mutilate I'd him? I'd say he regretted it. Yeah, I'd yeah. say he regretted it. Um, Benjamin won. Massing absolutely upends him. And what did the he get second yellow? Attempt. No, no. They got two reds. Cameroon got two reds in the game. Um, did he not get a yellow for that tackle, though? No, no, he got sent off. He got sent off because yeah. I, I, if I remember right, last minute, I think it was. Yeah, Tunisia breaks out and like three of them tried to do him, and eventually gets milked. And then this fella's picking up his own boot and showing it to the referee as if like I lost <laughs> my boot there. Sorry about yeah. that. But absolutely, <laughs> Fair cop ref. But just just on Cameroon in that tournament, they were mental, weren't they? Yeah, they were. It was, and I suppose look, uh, my thing with the World Cup is I. Remember hearing about eighty six about Maradona, but I didn't watch it. I was only five. If it, it would have been on in the in the house, but I don't have any recollection of it. The first international tournament I remember was Euro eighty eight. Ireland were there, and it was a buzz about that. So Italian ninety was the first one that I was really invested in, and this is the opening game. And you're talking about Cameroon. My dad was saying, you know, oh, Cameroon 1982, they were in the World Cup. Joseph, en- oh, is it Thomas Encono? Thomas Encono was the keeper and he was there and they're a bit mad. Roger Miller was in the World Cup in uh, in 82 as well. And they're a bit, these are a bit mad. So you're looking forward to seeing these types of teams. And then the 38-year-old Roger Miller as well. Yeah, 38-year-old Roger Miller. I thought he was 42, no? He was no, 42 was in 94. 94, he was oh, 42, was yeah. Yeah. I don't, we was, still haven't seen his birth yet, though. Yeah, no. I've seen a picture of him when he was in 82, and he looked about 38 in that, in that one. <laughs> yeah. So um, it will be a, it's a dodgy one. But it was such, you know, and I vividly remember, you know, this being Italian 90 was a big deal, you know, when you're around their age and you're looking at your four sort of real, heavily invested in the World Cup, and, and this is the game. It was fucking cynical. It was outrageous, this one. Um. I can't remember one of kind of Beak, I think, scored for Cameroon. Um, Oman Beak's brother, if you, you remember, I used to love that Cameroon team. Cyril Mac was it Cyril Macanicki or Macanicki and Roger Miller and Thomas and Kono and Joseph and Songo. All these boys, they were great, great bunch of lads. But uh, yeah, a couple of red cards. The the kick on Kaniji is just one of the greatest World Cup moments <laughs> of all time. Like, like uh, if anyone hasn't seen it. Go back and have a look at um, Claudio Canizia. If you type in Claudio Canizia Cameroon, you'll see it. He breaks out from his own box in the 90th minute. Cameroon are 1-0 up. And honestly, he's slaloming over like people just trying to kill him. And eventually they get him. And the, when he gets him, he absolutely gets him. But but Emmett, like, just sticking on Cameroon, because you might as well talk about them a little bit from that tournament. Like They get beaten by England, I think, in the... Was it the last 16? Did he get them in the I'm, last 16? Quarters. My, my memory's not as good as Keith. Might have been the quarters. But they give England a real quarters. fucking game. Um, and of course, Roger Miller in that tournament, doesn't he Doesn't he do the... Oh, the keeper. What's the keeper's name? Rene Aguita. Rene Aguita. Doesn't he score against them? Um, Rene Aguita's running out of the box and everything. But Emma, like, they were just mental. They were, it was just... And it was... 
I, I vaguely remember 86 and 90, I think, is still the best World Cup I've ever watched as an Ireland fan. But the, the second bit of 90 after Ireland for me was Cameroon because it was just, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, it's you. You love seeing it, a team that you don't, and there's other teams that have done it since then, like Senegal with France. Uh, you love kind of seeing like it's an underdog story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean nobody expects them to do anything, and then they they go and beat one of probably the favourites in 1990. Um, I'm I'm similar. 86 is probably the first one. It's probably one of my the FA Cup final 86 and the World Cup 86. Just parts of it. Uh, Linux and Maradona. I can kind of remember the the shadow of the spiky thing on the on the pitch. I don't know if you ever watched yeah, the match. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I was always wondering what that was. Um, but um, yeah, to, for a team to come in that probably nobody kind of held out any hope and to beat one of the one of the best, one of the greatest World Cup teams ever, like uh, was unbelievable. Um, just got just got taken aback a bit. There was somebody else on Twitter uh, mentioned nineteen seventy four Zaire trying to defend yeah. against free kicks. Ah, oh, that was great. When you have a laugh about this, people go, ah, listen, you're being bad. But Zaire must have went through a qualifying campaign, yeah. right, to get to that World Cup under kind of like the same rules as what you get yeah. when you turn up at the World Cup. So, like, it was just pure madness, wasn't it? They were lining up a wall for a free kick. And they, they, they were literally given like the, the free kick taker like five seconds to take it. And if he didn't, they were just running out and kicking the ball. Like, he... Like when you see that stuff, like, and that's way that's before my time, seventy four. It's only from watching footage. But when you see stuff like that, you think this is the World Cup, and this is going on. Like, Keith. Yeah, it reminds me of the fella in the Olympics. Do you remember the fella in the Olympics? Because Eric the Eagle, Eric the Eagle. Do you remember the fella he had to swim on his own? It took him like Eric three Eagle. minutes to yeah. do two laps or Eric two legs Eagle, and yeah. big. But Keith, that was just mad as well. Like, yeah, it was crazy, you know. And that's again. I used to soak up all these, you know, World Cup official videos, you know, the official video of the 1970 World Cup, the 1974 World Cup, and I could never get over that so year one because um, it was just crazy, you know, and it's a free kick lining up, the whistle goes, and he just storms out. And the best thing about it is when the ref blows the whistle, he's looking around and going, what? What? Yeah, what's what are you doing? What's what your beef? What's your problem here, mate? Yeah. Play away, play away, lads. Don't mind him. It was hilarious. Um, <coughs> oh, Zaire oh, it, so so actually came up on the watch along earlier on. We were talking about the worst goalkeepers in World Cup history. Yeah. And Kev was, met, he couldn't remember the lad's name, is, so I kind of Googled it. And I think they got beaten 9 0 by Yugoslavia yeah, in 74. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Their, their starting keeper got sub, subbed off at 3 0 after 21 minutes. But they lost 9 <laughs> 0. <Jesus laughs> what was Christ. the point of making the substitution? Um, <laughs> Uh, Veranda Cheese reckons that India refused to play the 1950 World Cup because they weren't allowed to play barefoot. That that's correct, yeah. No, that's ah, 100% correct. Yeah, that's 100% correct, yeah. India, they, they weren't allowed to play their barefoot. No, that's that's 100% correct. Um, yeah, madness. Let, let, let's let's go back a little bit, right? Um, because there is people throwing stuff in and I've tried to kind of favour them and I'll come back to them as we tr trigger through time and stuff Are like we that. starting on 1930 and going... No, we're not going through. that far back. But I, I'm not, I, I, I suppose... Everyone looks at that Brazil team from 1970. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not even, like, it's 12 years before I'm even born. But 1970 Brazil, if you ever get a chance to go and watch them, find them on YouTube, wherever, were just, it was like watching a different game. Yeah. And I know we see the power and the pace today, and we see all the lovely little, but these fellas were running around, Emmett, weren't they? And, like, they were just running around and they were going, 
I'll run here a bit and then I'll just do a nice bit of skill and then we keep and then we do this. And it was just like a different, it was like playing FIFA on amateur level. That's yeah, what it was like, wasn't it? And then you had... No, nobody could get players. anywhere near them. But when you threw in the players they had then, on top of all that, it wasn't like yeah. they were a, a really good unit that knew what they were everyone else. They had some, like, you know, Pele and fucking... Vico, Socrates. Yeah. Uh, no, Socrates wasn't there. Sorry. No. Charzinho, Gerson, Tostel, Claude Waldo. It was a great team. It was a brilliant team. It was just mad. When you go back and watch it, it's just mad to watch. Like, I mean, it's, but they did. They it, didn't score uh, tap-ins either. No. <laughs> if you go back and look, they just spanked yeah. them in from everywhere. Like, was seventy the World Cup where Pele dummies the goalkeeper and yeah. then hits it wide? Yeah, if that it goes was. in, it's the best World Cup goal of all time. But not only that, seventy is also the World Cup where Pele tries to chip the keeper from the halfway line when he sees him off off his line. Yeah. And this sort of thing was never seen before, and that, that's why I think Pele gets gets so forgotten about in the annals of history of. Of hell, it's like because he, he is up there with Because he's had the ball training goals. Yeah, yeah. Goals well, it, it's not. It, you know, it's it's not. He, he had to play a load of. Um, he had to play a load of um, exhibition matches because Santos to keep him in Brazil to keep him away from Real Madrid in Europe. They had to pay him fucking huge money. They couldn't afford him, so they had to go on all these tours to play him, and he scored goals. But when you look at him, if there's the movie on Netflix, I think it was the story of Pelé, and you look at what this fellow was doing. This fellow was doing the overhead kicks before everyone else. He's doing laden, as I say, the dummy around the keeper. It doesn't go in. But it's one of the greatest things. The shot from the halfway line doesn't go in again. But it's you're looking at it and you're like, this fellow was a fucking innovator. He was so far ahead, and he is up there with Maradona and Messi. You know, it, people think he's not in the because he's he's the the poster boy for Viagra and all. That's after having an all an almighty detrimental effect on his career, in my opinion. And the fact that he's he scored a, a hat trick in fifty seven or something as well, didn't he? 58. In the, the 78, 58, yeah, 58, when he was seventeen, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um and that's nineteen seventies team, is that where the ball was pushed to the corner of the eighteen yard box and Carlos Alberto just absolutely That was in the final, him. yeah. The fourth yeah. goal, I think, in the final. It's one of the best goals ever. It starts from the midfield, Claude Waldo, the midfielder. He he slams through about four of the Italian lads, plays it off. I think to it could be Gerson, plays it up to Jarzinho goes up the wing, plays it into Pele. Pele touches her off to the edge of the box, and Alberto's storming in and just smacks it. And it's going, and it's a brilliant goal. And you'll see better strikes of the ball, but it was a clean hit. And it was just the, the fact it's a team goal, it was absolutely brilliant. It was just something about the Brazil team from 1970 that everything was just, it's the epitome of samba football, isn't it? You know, without all the, the nonsense of, you know, not Ronaldinho and all, and Neymar are great players. But you know, when there's some people are doing tricks for tricks' sakes, this was just fast football, and it was just amazing. Do you know but what was, I mean? It was, but it was fast. But then they'd slow it down to walking pace and just flick the ball yeah. around. And but they'd move up the pitch doing it. It wasn't like they were yeah. doing it in their own half and just going. Oh, we just you know playing out for time and stuff like that. Because famously in 1990, Ireland and Holland were a draw. Both know they're going through out of the group, and the last 15 minutes of that game is literally nobody tackling. It was literally just pass it around. They were only short of passing it to each other. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but Brazil in 1970, when you watch the footage of it, they're like, they're moving at a snail's pace, but they're just committing so many fellas, just bang, bang, bang. It's like they're playing mini five sides around yeah. the pitch. It was mental. Like, and you have to remember as well, the final, and that's against Italy, and Italy are the biggest defensive team. You know, Catanache, is it? Catanache uh, was the defensive style that was brought in by uh, Helenio Herrera at Inter Milan, I think, and the Italians really built that defensive um system that was hard you know Giacinto Ficchetti and all playing in the defence for Italy he was one of the best players ever one of the best defenders of all time 
and he just couldn't touch these lads. And Jairzinho scores in that point. Jairzinho scores in every game. It's the only player that ever scored in every game in the World Cup. It was mad. What a World Cup. Um, 74. 74, yeah. you have Holland. Yeah. Um, they're beaten by West Germany yeah, in the Cruyff. final, but that Dutch team was fucking exceptional as well. Like, as, as much as you go back and watch the 70s Brazil team, 1970 Brazil team, Holland, I, I know Germany win it, but the, the football Holland played, Keith, was just... Oh, it was total football, yeah, you know, it was and that's brilliant it was watch. again it's it's innovation, it's it's football that you don't see. And I was looking at a clip there the other day and it was how they, they charged down. Did you see it? Like they just four or five of them just charging yeah, after yeah. hunting and packs and it's yeah. like even now you're looking at it and you're like, Holy Jesus. But it's say when you're on the ball there and you're not used to seeing this and you see these fuckers all swarming at you. Mm. What do you do? You just get rid of it. But that was Cruyff's only World Cup, wasn't it? So he doesn't go to seventy eight, so that was his uh yeah, that was, that was yeah, and Emmett, like, you know, when you talk about Holland and you talk about 74, you have to talk about, you uh Cruyff because he was another fucking brilliant footballer. Yeah, and much the same as what Keith says in terms of Pele, like, he kind of, he doesn't really get, like, he gets mentioned as being a great, but he doesn't kind of probably get the flowers that he, he, he deserves, like, yeah. um, he has a torn and everything named after. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, now a special player, but like even not even as a player, but then when he went down to be a coach, like it's just his like his kind of his outlook on football, and he's just a complete football person, yeah. uh, from player to coach. It's so far again, it's innovation so far ahead of its time, yeah. you know. Like, and Renus Michael, Renus Michaels was the coach, uh, I think he was at Ajax as well, and he went three European Cups, and then Holland go there, and Cruyff is learning from that. And it's football. You can play football. Everyone can play football. But he was two steps ahead. He was a visionary. He was one of the biggest visionaries, Johan Cruyff. And he is another one that's forgotten about by time. Uh, and again, the winning captain that year is Franz Beckenbauer, isn't yeah. it? He lifts the World Cup for Germany. People don't know how good Franz Beckenbauer was. Franz Beckenbauer was an outrageous player. Who can send that back? That used to run the pitch and score goals at will. Yeah. Um, 78. Loved it. Um, 78 is where the madness comes in. I think... For, for me, I like, need to go back and watch all of these. No, but, but the thing about it is, like, I'm going to be honest, right? 78, I have an official video of 82 upstairs at VHS, right? Yeah. And I think of one of 86, and I definitely have the Ireland version of 1990. But 78 is where, for me, even watching back at them, is where colour just explodes on your screen. And 78 is all about the ticker tape Argentina. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a fascist regime they're under. Yeah, yeah it's young, young to, the military yeah, young to take. And it's like mental. And I was watching that FIFA documentary the other day about it, and they're talking about Joe Havelange and, and all this. And Joe Havelange, as much as you go on about uh, Seth Blatter, who took this on and kind of took Joe Havelange out in the end. But Joe Havelange was just the man that turned FIFA from, uh, you know, an organization into the corrupt thing you see today. Yeah. Um, there's a brilliant book out there called How They Stole the Game. Um, yeah, two cheeks of the same are certainly. Yeah, which is uh well, How They Stole the Game. The book is brilliant if you want to read up on, on FIFA in, in, in a big way. But but 78 Mario Kempes, you know, yeah. and not even brilliant moments in it. It was just where color exploded. You know, you see these stains just wall to wall ticker tape and all the pitches covered in our dealers I think is running around with the number one on his back yeah. you know it's it's all a bit mad Keith and that's where it really explodes for me yeah you've got 78 is a mad world cup um, and Darren Dunbar says wasn't 78 corrupt 78 was corrupt as fuck 78 was a, a ridiculous ridiculous world cup didn't Argentina have to be um, 
was it Peru? You had to beat them by five goals or something like that, and they slaughtered them. And it turned out the keeper was born in Argentina or something like that. And yeah. was that a few a few dubious ones that went in? Um, but it was one of them that yeah. It, it, this the political situation in Argentina like was volatile. People were just anyone that protested against the regime were getting disappeared. You know what I mean? They were they were the missing, they were called and there was mothers protesting against outside the government buildings and all that. And this World Cup, it was such a big thing for the, the regime that now we have to be seeing a positive light, a positive light. And it was just riddled with corruption. But when you look back at some of the stuff in 78, uh, Mario Kempes, unbelievable in that comes out um scores Scores a lot of goals, gets a couple in the final. But again, as I say, they're playing Holland in the final. And, and people always assume that it was Johan Cruyff's Holland. But Cruyff doesn't go to that World Cup because he's a, he sees himself as a pacifist. And he's not he's not going to this because of the corruption in it. And it, it's just um, it's a mad World Cup. But it is, again, it's one. you're right when you say about the explosion of colour and all that. Like, 74 is a, a colour World Cup, but... Something about this, and it's the the, the stadiums, you know, the Monumental and the the Tiger tape all getting thrown down. It's it's just visual. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant World Cup. Yeah, and the kits again, you know, Argentina in that blue and white famous kit. It's starting to be the dawning of Argentinian football on the world stage. You know, they've been close before, but they always flattered to the save at World Cups, and this was the one where they got over the line. Yeah. Um, 82, you know, is Spain, sunny Spain. And again, you know, watching back the video, I think it was just called Goal, G-O-L, I think was the name yeah. of the video. And I, I have it upstairs, I know I do. Um, I, I, I actually know exactly where it is. But again, loads of colour. And it's I suppose the big moments to come out of that, you'll probably, well, the biggest moment is probably the final. Yeah, Italy 3, Germany 1, I think. This is where Rossi scores, Tardelli scores, um, and that famous celebration, you know, where he's running around, fist pumps, you know, as he yeah. runs away. And um, that that's still to this day, Emma, it's, it grabs your attention, doesn't it? It grabs your imagination when you see that. When, he, when, he's, when yeah. he takes on that left foot and buries it and runs off like that, it's, you know. It's it's probably the it's probably the kind of the furthest back I've gone in terms of watching back over World Cups and it was kind of nearly the Paolo Rossi show wasn't it for the eighty two World Cup and yeah. he was nearly like the the Scalacci of yeah uh, very par- very similar stories yeah very similar stories <laughs> um, but yeah Tardelli like that's like I remember like it maybe in the lead up to the likes of nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety four like they they would be shown clips of previous things and that that's that that image of him running away and shaking his head. Like the passion is just one of the probably one of the more iconic moments of World Cup or generally our celebrations at a World Cup. And then he rocks up whatever 20, 30 years later and he's the assistant manager of Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> uh Chase's match fixing corruption is involved in, in every World Cup. Eighty two Rossi's return from being suspended for match fixing. Um so there you go. Yeah. But that I remember I remember in that World Cup, I'm looking back on it, Brazil. That's when Zico's knocking about, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, they were unbelievable. They were that unbelievable, Brazil yeah. Team, yeah. But, Brazil 82, like the best team not to win it. Yeah. They were a scandalous team. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. But they get done by Paolo Rossi. Paolo Rossi gets a hat-trick and they're yeah. gone. But that Brazil team, like you had um, Socrates and Zico and all these lads, but didn't they have... Don't uh, they hammer Scotland? 
Yeah, they, 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 they're sauntering through, but they, they get undone. But they had a centre-forward called Serginho playing for them. And Serginho was, he was a good, prolific striker in Brazil. But he went in there and he was a bit of a gangly number nine, like a rangy fucker. And he just started off poor. And the, the press got on him. And the poor fucker just was, you know, they, they blamed him on it because... It's a bit like your man that played up front him. for Brazil in 2014, remember? It was that, which one? Oh, yeah, man. Was his name Fred? Joe, Fred. Oh, yeah, Fred. could be. Yeah, one of them. But uh, Brazil were brilliant. Falcao, they had Cerezo, Junior, like they were just these players that were the best in Europe at the time, you know, like Falcao at, at Roma and all, and they were just absolutely an outrageous team. And they didn't get over the line, but 82 also has the fucking Tony Schumacher absolutely yeah, upend yeah, yeah. and Patrick yeah. Batistone yeah. were running out yeah. and it was kneeling that's, in the that's face. That's fucking GBH. Like. Didn't even, didn't even get a, it wasn't even a foul. Yeah. It wasn't even a free kick. Uh, Your man's blade and face is ruptured on the ground. Yeah, and some of the angles, like you see it, like, like at ground level looking at it in yeah. from the side and it's just like, you just, you don't even see this fucker coming into the picture. It's just, yeah. bang, your man is absolutely flattened. And like you said, like, you got a 10 game ban for that nowadays. Yeah. You know, oh, and this fella's just you, getting up going. More. I wasn't, you know, wasn't me. Yeah. You know, and we move on. Um, well, my memory of that is we used to actually play a game when we were younger. Like, if there was only two or three playing football, and we used to call it Schumacher. And the idea was you go one on one with the keeper, and he had to try and foul you before you scored. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Borg says, My kid's tennis coach over in Florida is Brazilian, and he tells my young lad that Messi or Ronaldo wouldn't have got into that 82 Brazil team. Mm, yeah. Okay. We'll Which agree to disagree. Team? Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. Arnold's getting into that 82 Brazil team. Messi's getting into every fucking team ever. Um, but they were a great team. They were a special team. And I suppose when you watch them, and this is a thing, we, uh, we're based on this says, memories. Red Steve says, oh, your man's spot on because neither of them are Brazilian. <laughs> 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 oh, stop. Did one of them wear a headband? Chris Braxton Schumacher breaks fellas teeth, jaw, and ribs. No foul given, saves the pen in the penalty shootout. Um, yeah. Absolutely ma magnificent stuff. Well, but, Northern Ireland were uh, spicy in that 82. Yeah, the, they beat like, Spain. Armstrong scores against Spain. Yeah, we're only saying that he ends up getting Spain, a job in Sky for about yeah. fucking 30 years after. And he's yeah. uh, for me, he's the um, he's the birth of I said it the other night, he's the birth of people from you know oh, the yes. UK or Ireland. Pretending like they can talk like the locals, you know, like uh, yeah, McLaren tried McLaren to sound and Dutch and yeah. Barton tried to sound French, um, yeah. and even now you see you see these people like even when, even when Hunter does it and he starts yeah, naming it in, in, yeah. in this mad accent, like you're like what, what are you doing, like? <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Jerry Armstrong is definitely the uh, he's definitely the bear to that. But look, eighty six, right? Pick your moments, but it's Maradona. It's oh. it's just Maradona because. Like, we were talking the other night about um, sticker books. Yeah. Right? Sticker books. And the World Cup Italia 90 sticker book will never be rivaled. And I mean never. Right? Now, I don't know whether it was just done for the Irish market. I hope. I highly doubt it. But the, the sticker book was a binder. Right? In what? 86? No, in 90. 90. Yeah, in yeah, 90. 90. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leading you into 86 here, right? The sticker book was amazing. But it used to give you all the different players and... Form yeah. it used to go through every form of World Cup. Great and big matches thing, and great players. Yeah, and, and the, yeah. but the big thing was the 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 picture of Maradona, where all I think was a lot of Belgium players standing around him, and then they actually showed it. They actually do like a what what would you say like a a description of Maradona's goal against Denmark? I think it is 
you know, where he takes it here, passes it off, goes by this, puts it in the far corner. Yeah. Um, Belgium or Denmark, one of them. Um, but you see all these and you're, and, but 86, the hand of God, then he follows the hand of God up where people go and fucking rasher at him. The people just rejoicing at him because he just runs the length of the pitch against England and, and scores and, um, they win it. You know, they, they win the final against Germany, isn't it? They win, they win the final against... They win the Yeah, they beat Germany in the final. But, like, you've got the Falklands War has happened in 82, I think that. Was it 82 the Falklands yeah, happened? Someone will correct us in that in any way. But the Falklands happens and there's, there's tension, obviously, between England and, and Argentina. And the Argentinians aren't afraid to bleed and stoke that one, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not, not a bother on them. And going into it, there was a bit of tension there and... Maradona is like a man possessed and coming up to that game you know he's he, he gets the I, it annoys me when every few years Peter Shilton gets wheeled out and talks about not having the decency to apologise and all this Peter Shilton should have had the decency to be able to out jump a fella who was about 5 foot 6 yeah. and he was able to use his arms and still get beaten to the ball do you know what I mean like so I don't listen to that show Peter Shilton's a muppet and anyway, he's listening I don't care um, I don't think he is I don't think he's a subscriber. Not anyway, so he's not valued. Um, but to, to follow it up then with the goal that he gets is just, you know, it's... That, that has to be the best World Cup goal ever. Yeah. Well, we got we got on to goals be. later, but, um, you know, you were saying there, you, you vaguely remember 86, and is it the Azteca Stadium where you can see that kind of thing above it? Yeah, I just, I just never forget that yet. And obviously, yeah. the and, and, and even like computer there. games, even computer games for years yeah. after used to have and something that, like that. that on them. You remember? But like, my dad's, my dad was a huge Man United fan, and his favorite ever player was George Best, right? But he fucking adored Maradona. He adored him, and that's how I remember '86 because when he scores that goal. I always remember my dad going, I fucking told you. I told you, look, you know, now Maradona's knocking around since probably 78, 79 or whatever. But he just, I always remember my dad saying to me about Maradona, he said he's the best player I've ever seen. Now, he loved George Best. He was his favourite ever player. But he said, this fella is just ridiculous. You know, absolutely ridiculous. And look, look, he loved the go away, ran the, ran the pitch, but he enjoyed the hand of God more. Yeah. Right, because my dad had this thing. Like, my dad had this thing where... um. Like, oh, yeah, just beat them. Like, he had this massive thing against Brits, right? But but not only that, like, my, and it went as far as when we won the Eurovision. Um, he'd, he'd want the BBC turned on so we could hear what Terry Wogan was saying, you know, that sort of way. <laughs> just what's the English reaction to Ireland winning the Eurovision? Ridiculous. But but it was, when, even when you watch it back now, in that grainy-ish footage, it's yeah. just, it's poetry emotion, and it, it just is. The balance, yeah. the power, the speed. Everything about it is just what, what you also have to throw in there as well is, and I know there's a like, um, it comes up every so often in a WhatsApp group. Why I'm in about Messi, and I would still put, I'd be on your, I'd be on your dad's side there. I think Maradona is probably the greatest player ever to do it. Um, he does because, agree. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Um, uh, I just, I just think. He did what he did on cabbage patches, and he did it with lads literally trying to assault him with yeah. knee-high challenges. And could he do it nowadays? Absolutely. On the carpets that they play on and how protected he would be. Could Ronaldo uh, or Messi do it back in that era? I think they could. I'm not, I'm not sure. They'd be, they'd, that'd be the day, you know what I mean? So you'd be trained to play like <sighs> yeah. that. And that's the argument that I would always give with that. Uh, I agree with you. Like, I think Maradona is... Maradona, Pelé and Messi are the three greatest players to ever do. But I have Messi ahead of them all. Just... 
I just think is everything about him. He, He's, he can't be beaten, do you know what I mean? Like, Maradona was brilliant. And the thing about Maradona, Maradona's a rogue, and I think that's for me, I, I love a rogue, you know what I mean? I'm always drawn to a blade and to a rogue, and Maradona was the ultimate. But, you know, people can beat him with the stick that, you know, he didn't, you know, he won the World Cup in 86, he won Napoli a title, but he only played about six games in the European Cup. But the times were different back then, do you know what I mean? And, and he failed at Barcelona, Emma touched on it there. They were bleeding, kicking him on the knee, diving him two footers on his knee. But he, he that goal point. against England. There's yeah, like so. literally a couple of charge sheets in there uh, on the way yeah. to the into the 18 yard box. Um, but um, yeah, no, I think the whole Messi's goals and Messi's assists and all this kind of stuff gets thrown in as well. But like when you when you when I look at it and I kind of put it down to sheer football and ability. Regardless of what he's won or how many games he's played or how many goals he's scored, I just I, I've never yeah. seen somebody able to like the, the relationship he has I with the ball. That's the only thing that you can call it is unbelievable. Like, oh, well, oh, he yeah. can make a ball do crazy fucking things. The video comes up with the you know life is life when he's down the yeah. juggling, and it's just juggling. It's ball juggling. Do you know what I mean? We can all juggle a football. But you're looking at him doing it and his laces are open and his fucking has some lace wrapped around his jacket and he's just buzzing around. He, he was an artist, you know what I mean? And what Maradona had, the gift of Maradona had, and, and he didn't, you know, his life was fucking hectic, you know what I mean? Like his life was chaotic, but, you know, the, if you see, if you see, could have seen him playing 20, 30 years later, yeah, you're looking at a player that's, you know, up there. But I, I always hark back to the lads nowadays could have done it back then because I'm oh, not if you dropped them if they do it Marty McFloy back in the future Marty McFloy yeah. them back they're not doing it they're not doing yeah. it if they're Marty McFloy back at all because they're like bollocks what's going on here but if you grow up in that you'll adapt to the way that the game is played um, but no arguments if Maradona Maradona you know he's a great player I, I, but I, I, 86 I, is uh, and people won't like this 86 was kind of like Gary, Gary Lineker was one of my idols back from that 86 world. I even yeah. went out and bought Quasar boots um, yeah. because of Gary Lineker. Um, Everton's Gary Lineker, kinda, was he at that stage? No, I don't think so. I think he was in Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, he was Barcelona. Um, but uh, yeah, that kind of just made me... Look, I, I'd watched the FA Cup final, then obviously Maradona, and then you have this... He must have just he left Everton. He wasn't. Yeah, I think he just Please don't look that up and say that he was at He scores in the 86 Cup final. Oh, does he? Nearly sure he scores in the 86 Cup final. Yeah, but I was only seven or eight at the time. I didn't know the difference. But yeah, no, I just thought that was it kind of, it just kind of made you like fall in love with football just to see, because he wasn't that old at that stage either. Like, and with his, uh, his cast on his arm, it was just kind of like, look at this lad playing with a broken arm and scoring a hat-trick, I think it was against Poland, wasn't it? And that was it. That was the bitten by the bug of football. So. Yeah, he went to Barcelona in the summer of 86. So he's... he's, um, he's so we're all right. You, you yeah, he, he had signed the contract at all. I don't know if the transfer has gone through, but you might be all right. Um, but when you talk about Messi and you talk about Ronaldo, I, I think they're... Or Messi and Maradona, I think they're so similar. Yeah. Like, it's like... Uh, like, do you ever see in films where you see, um, you know, it's a life story or something? You go, oh, there's Keith, there's Keith now, and when it comes up on the on the on the titles, it says young Keith and uh, adult yeah. Keith, you know, and who's yeah. playing them. You could literally say it's like watching. For me, it's like watching nearly the same player 
just 30 years apart. You know, yeah. dominantly left-footed, slaloming by people, brilliant vision, goals, everything about them. They're just, like, they come out of the same country. You know, yeah. Maradona finishes, probably finished early 90s. He turns up 15 years later in 2005-ish, doesn't he? About 2005 when he rocks up. Or, or, Barca, or we start to notice him anyway. Um, 2006, maybe. And it's just like, here's another one. Fuck, maybe. And uh, listen, I'm not really in the game of fucking saying who's the best and who's that. I just think for the years they're both in, they're both magnificent. But Maradona, yeah. Maradona was just like, when you see the footage of him getting absolutely, like trying to absolutely hurt this fella. Like, there was no interest in football. This was trying to hurt a guy. And it was allowed, which was the fucking maddest thing of it all. But 86, Great. they win it. And I want to go through great goals later on as well, but let's get into 1990 because it's the best World Cup yeah. of all time, right? Um, it's the worst football World Cup of all time. It's shite. It's, it's crap because it's three of them are getting out of the group and everyone's just fucking yeah. not bothering their hearts. But there's so much going on. Like, Ireland qualify. Um, you have Cameroon who are a bit mad. Um, put your or, hands in the air if you love Cameroon. Do you remember that song? <laughs> that was a little they had. Put your hands but, in the air if you love the Cameroon. But, but like... Ireland go there and they nearly score identical goals against England and thing, you know, long punts, they win the ball, yeah. they score and but the nineteen ninety World Cup I just thought was brilliant. You know, like um Kinesia getting the winner against Brazil, um Scalacci turns up out of nowhere, starts scoring goals all over the place. Um <coughs> Keith, it was just I just thought it was a brilliant World Cup. Yeah, nineteen ninety it was the it was the last World Cup really before Commercialization or yeah, globalization, you know what I mean? So, obviously, well, it ends up in America USA, four years later. Goes to America that. four years later, and it's you know, it's all sponsorships and it's this and it's that. And um, this is still back pass is allowed, isn't it? The back pass rule is still there, it's it's still got the dirt about it that others afterwards didn't have, you know, some of the tackling. And we touched on Cameroon Argentina earlier. Um, it's Water a great. Yeah, like you oh, yeah, know, following Roy Carter spitting in each other, spitting in each other. Yeah. like it's it's a fucking crazy, crazy World Cup, but it's also an era when you know football hooliganism does the programs have been on. I didn't watch them now, but I seen them advertise the you know the hooliganism at um, Italian 90 and all that sort of thing. But you have got that sort of terrorist culture and all is there. The England are there, Ireland, Phil has spoke about on shows before he was at the World Cup in 1990, yeah. wasn't he, in, in Sardinia and. It was just a great, great, um, a great World Cup, but it was one when the cops were, were really clamping down, weren't they, on the hill? Well, the, the story Phil tells is, right, is that Ireland and England are playing in the opening game of the group in, is oh, it yeah. Cagliari or Palermo? Wonder, right, Cagliari it might be. But Phil tells the story that the English were kind of kept away, you know, whereas the Irish were just allowed to do what they wanted, had a fucking great time. And the English after were all... Sh- shepherded out and brought whatever and he said by the end of the night all the Irish were fucking dressed in the Italian bleeding police gear and there's fucking sirens going on in the cars and they're all drinking and betting with each other and you know fucking Phil said it's one of the best nights of his life like you know what I mean and but I just couldn't Emma I just couldn't get over Scalacci in this tournament because you know this fella literally shows up and they're like who's this fella and he just starts scoring goals and just doesn't stop yeah and it was look when we when we landed them it was it was bound to be him, wasn't it? I can't remember any of his goals like vividly, but um, I, I can I can remember him like it's it's the typical like you, you when you're out on the road playing, somebody everybody wanted to be Scalacci all of a sudden, yeah. 
uh, because of the World Cup. It's like every year when Wimbledon was on, everybody wanted to go out and play tennis. Everybody wanted to be Scalacci now with the World Cup being on. But I mean, it was like, yeah, he rocks up. I don't know how many. I'm imagining he probably got six goals, did he? That's the magic number. From the... Probably. <laughs> um, and then kind of he has a few moves and that, but then kind of fades out again. So, um, yeah, Scalacci was the, the start of the show in 1990 um, for me and probably for all lads our age. Someone else said there as well, Keith, um, the emergence of Roberto Baggio. Who, yeah, um, young Baggio playing yeah, scores against score, Czechoslovakia. Yeah, was it scores against Czech? Czechoslovakia. Yeah, was it the Czechs or was it Yugoslavia? No, I think it was Czechoslovakia. Yeah, low time Matthias scores a cracker against Yugoslavia, doesn't he? Where he runs past a couple and drills one in. But yeah, and maybe should someone, the left hand side yeah, someone will put in the chat there, but I'm maybe sure it was Baggio against uh, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> it's Baggio where he gets on the left hand side and he kind of comes inside, slalom yeah. by a fella and bends it. Um, yeah, but then, but then you have like you know, from an Irish point of view, they get through and then they play Romania and Hadji. And Hadji is a fucking unreal footballer. And Ireland managed to get in the all and they get the pens. And O'Shane says there, um, O'Leary scoring the winning penalty in 1990, the pinnacle of Irish football. And like, I keep harping on about it, but genuinely this country shut down. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm eight years of age at the time. And like, honestly, like nothing else was happening in the world. Like, yeah. like genuinely, anything could have been going on and no one's paying any attention to it because the world stopped, right? Anytime Ireland playing, I didn't see my parents. They were off the fucking pub. We were left with street somebody, parties. you know. Yeah, there was, there was street parties. Everyone had those buntings out, hanging out at Gaff and people were painting their houses and it was just so fucking good for whatever many amount of weeks it was. And, you know, and Ireland weren't the best team to watch, but they were a fucking good team. And when we get through against Romania, you get Italy. And all right, Italy win a one 0 but Ireland had their chances. But it was just—I—I I just still think to this day, like it's t- t- over thirty years ago now. It was just—I think—I think it was the best four weeks in Irish history. Keith, am I wrong? Yeah, no, no, I agree with you hundred percent because um, there was a sense of we love an underdog, and I think it's certainly in Ireland you love to be the underdog, and that World Cup, yeah, Ireland were atrocious. They were fucking muck and they had a great team. You know what I mean? They had a great team and the football was just, Jesus. Now, not just for Moreland, in fairness. I don't want to dig them out too much. There was, you know, but Liam Brady doesn't get brought, doesn't he? He gets dropped before the World Cup, is it? Yeah, I don't think Brady goes. Ronnie Whelan's giving out fuck as well that, you know, every time Packy Bonner gets the ball, the midfielders are just looking at it going, laden. Yeah. Zipping over their heads because that was the tactic that Jack Charlton used, but it was so effective. It was the country. We just remember you touched on it there. Like you're in the pubs in the day. The pubs are like the bleeding, you know, the last days of Rome. Everyone's falling around the bleeding place. Everything's painted green, white, and orange. I'm in, I lived in flats and all the little ledges that you'd see on my green, white, and orange. The balconies were all green, white, and orange. It was, it was fucking madness. Country ran. You know, Sean, you put a tweet up the other day about would your radio team win this or the country win the World Cup? And he's like, this country would shut down if we won the World Cup. And that was the nearest we got to it. The mm. sense of you get to the quarter final, you're against, you're against Italy. And the thing about Italy, Scalacci only makes his debut for Italy, I think, that, that year. I don't know if he makes his debut at the World Cup or if he maybe has one cap or something. There's a weird story it. about it. And he only, weird, he only plays about 10 games for there's Italy. There's a weird conspiracy theory about the Mafia. 
insisting that he plays and all. There's all sorts oh, of stuff on around them, Scalacci. Yeah. You know, and oh, like if you watch back the game, like Ireland have a good, a couple of good chances. You know, um, what's his face is in goal for I them. Um, is uh, oh, what's his name? Who was in goal for Italy? Zenga was in goal. He makes a good save from a, from a McGrath header and stuff like that. But just um, it was just. Even Scalacci's goal, like Bonner makes a save, doesn't he? From Don Donadoni, 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 Donadoni shoots and he parries it down. Well, he parries it down, but the, I don't think the, the fact, the fact that he, where he parries it is not great, but not too bad. But it's the fact that he fucking runs off the pitch after it hits him, you know what I mean? Instead of getting <laughs> yeah. back in his goal. Um, and it lands at that jammy little fucker as well, Scalacci. Yeah, you know, he, he just, just having the corner. Someone, know, someone said, into wine that fella's having. Someone said there earlier, um, David Platt's goal. David Platt gets that. David Platt was brilliant in that Belgium, world, was it? Belgium, yeah. Belgium, yeah. Belgium, yeah. Over, his over, his, over his shoulder. Platt was brilliant. Platt emerges for England in that book. Gaza in 1990 is just... Yeah, brilliant. He's outrageous. Yeah. He is outrageous. And, you know, it's... It's a pity he was such a bleeding idiot, you know, because that's a talent, you know what I mean? And and he just never took his game seriously, you know, and, and it's such a shame. He was absolutely amazing. And kids don't know, do you know what I mean? Like, you tell people about great footballers, and look, my son is he's eight, and I was telling him, he plays FIFA, and he plays the fucking the legends team, you know, so he, he want, he's asking me all the time, Lothar Mateus, tell me about Lothar Mateus, and I'll tell him. And I'm like, oh, so Paul Gascoigne, Paul Gascoigne's like, no, don't, he's not on the legends. I don't know him. I don't want to know him. He doesn't have any interest. And he'll show videos. He was a, he was outrageous. He was a brilliant player. And, you know, that England team was built around him. Do you know what I mean? A, a team of seasoned professionals, a team of league winning players. And it was built around this young flat and he was fucking deadly. And once he just got, never really think about Gascoigne was. Once he got up ahead of steam at the ball or his feet, you weren't stopping him. Because yeah. he had he had that burst in him to go by it. But he was so physical while he ran with the ball that if you went to go near him, he just fucking elbowed you straight in the face. He put his arm yeah. across you. But at the same time, keeping brilliant control of the ball and having the peripheral, peripheral vision to know I can slip someone in or I can go by someone. He'd literally be bursting by someone while putting his arm across their face and beating the next fella at the same time. And you just couldn't touch him because he was so strong. And he was so... Intimidating running with the ball, the defenders were like, "If I, I'm just going to bounce off him." He was, he was absolutely brilliant, and he gets, he gets booked, doesn't he, in the in the semi final, yeah. and it would have meant he missed the final. Balls as lambs out. Yeah, but um, that that's a mentality thing with Gazi, you know what I mean? And I know it's easy to say hindsight's a wonderful thing, like, but it's a huge red flag. Whether you, I don't give a bollocks if you put your all into it. If you get booked, like Roy Keane's the opposite end of the spectrum with you know yeah. when he gets booked and and just picks them up and goes. But you know, Gaza was so fragile that. You know, the worst thing he ever done was go. There's an immaturity about him as well, yeah. even as he got older. And I don't mean because he was crying, because that's not immature. Oh, no, you right. any, Anybody would cry, but it was just more of a more of a temperament, kind of, and it was, it was more kind of petulant than than anything, really. Yeah, uh, he never we, really kind of grew up. We go yeah. to 94 then, right? Um, and we're skip, only skipping over this, but I have a couple of that were true in early, and I kept them, right? So the first one, O'Shea McGlinchey. Right, says Maradona celebrating with the oh, Max man. Eyes out at USA 94, then being positive yeah. for illegal drug ephedrine. Emma, yeah, like he scores a fucking brilliant goal. Remember the dark blue and black yeah. thing, 
and you're like, on his own. Yeah, and he runs to the camera and his eyes are hanging over his head and he's like, and you're like, there's something wrong on here. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but it was just, 94 was like the perfect storm of all sorts of shit happening. Like, um, Anto Kyo says, Diana Ross not able to score into an empty net to open up the 94 yeah. World Cup as comedy gold. Um, <laughs> and Aldridge, tell, Chris Brax is Aldridge in USA 94 telling the officials to fuck off with the lane and being subbed on. Aldridge comes yeah. on there and the goal he gets actually gets Ireland into the next round. But, but Emma, but your so man was like a, it was like an extra out of Seinfeld or something with his blue blue blazer yeah. and an illuminous yellow cap on yeah. him, wasn't it? Or yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Jack Charlton's losing the plot. Jack Charlton ends up getting a touchline ban for the yeah. for the next game, I think, against Norway. But you could hear what Aldo was saying as well on the telly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologising on the yeah. telly. Sorry if you heard any language there. But ninety four, like um, you know, America are hosting it. The first game is against Switzerland. It's in that um Davo Tommy the name of the other day it was one of those domes, it was indoor. Yeah. Um and like wasn't that the one where the guy from Saudi Arabia scores an outrageous goal against Belgium? Yeah, he runs the pitch. It's a Bel- scabby goal, really, when you you look back at it. It bounces off him once or twice, it but he still finishes it. Yeah, the you know, ball is then, miles ahead of him on his dribble and all that, but, but it's a you great have, goal. You have Bulgaria with Lech Bulgaria were brilliant, yeah. And they knock out Germany. You have yeah. Sweden. And Lechkov's header that, in that. There's that was, Lechkov that got a the header in that game. Was yeah. it the keeper that has, was wearing a wig? Yeah. In, in 1994. Really, yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. the keeper was wearing a wig. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 yeah, but, but, yeah, but, but, yeah, Lechkov gets, I think, a header in that game. It's a brilliant header. It's a great header. Yeah, yeah. But then, then they knock them out. Then, Emmett, you have Sweden, who end up being third. Bulgaria come forward, but Sweden have Dalin. Do you have Dalin? Yeah, they have Larson. Larson, they have Kenna Anderson and Thomas Brolin is there, is he? Like they, they're a good team, Sweden. Um, Thomas Ravelli, was it? Ravelli, no, yes, Ravelli's Ravelli. in goal. And there's just, Emmett, there was just so much going on in this World Cup. Like Ireland beat Italy in the joint stadium. Um, England Steve don't make Staunton it. Where in fact are 95. Yeah, Steve Stanton's absolutely <laughs> fucked. He can't warm up for the game in case he gets sunstroke. It was, <laughs> Emma, I thought it was a mad World Cup that as well. Yeah, but, but look, you said about 78 where it like colour exploded. Like I think the World Cup kind of exploded onto the big commercial stage with uh, the World Cup in 1994. Like the, the Americans trying to change rules. I, I said it there yeah. a second ago. They wanted the keepers to wear helmets and all this kind of stuff. They, like, they, <laughs> they did. did. Oh, I'll find an article. I'll find it. They did. They wanted them wanted the keepers to wear helmets. Oh, now stop. I don't know whether they meant helmets or whether a Peter Czech kind of stole a helmet. Right. But that was that's what they wanted anyway. But um yeah I I'll I'll never forget now the especially the Italy game because I was over in Crow Park watching the Dublin match and we walked all the way across to the RDS and the way the RDS was set up was it was like a mini stadium and then you had big screens with grass and everything and uh, seats either all around this big screen in the middle. And then when that goal goes in from Houghton, the place just absolutely erupts. Like, And again, it's not, I wouldn't say as, uh, it wasn't as big as 1990 in terms in Ireland. It was like, because we had 1988 and then the expectation went into 1990 and like 1990, like you said, probably the best World Cup of my life and hopefully they get there again but 94 it kind of just keeps rolling on um, and uh, yeah like even some of the goals was that was it 94 that Hadji scores from out near the, yeah, the touchline yeah. yeah someone says it there actually um, 
Oh, somebody did say. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think... Babu, Babu, a video. Um, I hope I've said that right. Uh, talk about the 94 World Cup. Hadji's goal against Colombia is still one of the best goals ever scored, he says. But he all had their hair tied blonde as well, didn't they? In 94, no, that was, the Romanian. Was that Romanian in 94? Oh, I think that I was think they did it in 98. Or maybe it was 98, yeah. They'd done it, yeah. They'd done it in 2000, Euro 2000 or something. So I don't know. Yeah. But they definitely, they were mad for doing all that. But some of the goals in that, well, Nigeria was Dan Petrescu and all, was it? Or was that? Yeah, Dan, no, it was, that was later. Dan Petrescu could have been there. 94 Radicoyu was Radicoyu and all that, was it? Yeah, and Illy Dumitrescu and, and Gika Popescu both got moves to Spurs, didn't they, off the back of this? And, um, you know, the other oh, team, Romania. Camp, uh, Campos, uh, the Campos kits. Of 94, yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Quality. And you also had then the Colombian guy, Andre um, Escobar. Yeah. Andre, Andres Escobar. Andres Escobar. And, yeah. You know, the star, everyone knows the story. Yeah. He scores an own goal against the USA. Colombia get knocked out after Pele gave them the lead and kiss of death and tipped them to win it um, and gets killed um, when he goes back to Colombia. A, a mad, mad World Cup, I have to say. But yeah, some of the goals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fucking, but it's, it was, and the Americans want to do everything bigger and better. And and in fairness, it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant World Cup as to the crowds that were at it. Um, there was some great games that look. I just loved watching Bulgaria. I just thought this is Boris Mihailov. I'm after checking. That was the keeper, Boris Mihailov. Um, but like, just I loved watching Bulgaria. I actually Stoichkov remember. Stoichkov, yeah. Stoichkov there, but, but I think I, I think to be Germany. I think Klinsmann might put Germany one 0 up in that game. Actually, I'm nearly sure Klinsmann scores. I'm sure, sure, someone will look it up. Klinsmann scored a beaut in that World Cup, didn't he? Was it against? Who was it against? Was it against Korea or something? And he again, it's a hooked volley over it's the shoulder, up, like yeah. a, a blatant cracker. Yeah, and and Baggio gets a few good ones in that as well. In that yeah. World Cup. Um Georgie one foot there as well, Nigeria and Amakachi. Nigeria were great in that World Cup as well. Um Daniel Amakachi, yeah, burst onto the scene and his reward was a move to Everton, wasn't it? Um <laughs> it seems a bit um didn't we sign Phil Bab after ninety four World Cups as Fran Dowling? Yes. Phil Bab was at the back with Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath like had no knees left and still managed one of the best, and I mean this, one of the best centre half performances I've ever seen against Italy. Like he was everywhere and the fella could genuinely not walk. It was yeah. un- unreal, but it was it was a great World Cup. Um you go into ninety eight, you know, and that's Zidane and he wins the final. The big story of course is Ronaldo, um, you know, Again, Brazil was so favoured for that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because obviously we're all in our late teens at that stage, or you know, mid mid yeah. late teens, and you're looking at all the Nike adverts. Because as we say, the the capitalism and the globalisation and commercialisation oh, of football is is well well in laden gear now. But you've all the Nike ads and all that, and it's so Brazil centric and Brazil focused, and it was just a matter of them showing up. You know, we've done shows about Ronaldo, and you know, this fella was. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen outrageous. Ronaldo's documentary, to come out recently, go and watch it because it'll blow your mind how good he was. Like if you don't, like most people, I think in this chat or what that watch our channel or listen to our podcast will will be a, probably of an age where they know of Ronaldo um, and know most things about him. But if you're if you're younger and you're kind of going, yeah, I've heard he was great. Go and watch the documentary. Genuinely, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get the injuries he's got. Yeah. We're talking about Maradona and and Messi and stuff like that. You're talking about him because yeah. he was. Just an absolute monster of a footballer. Like to be to be that quick, that strong, that physical, 
that skillful. skillful Witcher feet. It was ridiculous to watch. Um, I think it was one of his skills was his downfall. Did he not do his near initially when he was trying to do one of his famous body body swerve, not where he pretends yeah. to go one way, yeah. and yeah. I think he actually crumbles on his knee, and I think that's yeah. what did him in then. Um, Mental. Ninety eight. Yeah, two thousand and two. I suppose was was dominated with Ireland and and Saipan and Roy Keane and the whole country again, picking sides and stuff like that and. Still to this day, you probably can't get the the full story on that in from two thousand and two. I was it two thousand and six, where Lampard hits the bar against Germany and it comes down. Oh, it was two thousand and ten. I thought that was two thousand and ten. Yeah, Lampard hits the bar. It was ten. Yeah, it was down 10. behind the line, and you're kind of going, "How did he not give it back?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was, and and of course that's the first World Cup in Af- in Africa, um, in two thousand and ten. And then we go on 2014, 2018. I know we're covered time, but if you're in the chat, I want to know your best World Cup goal and your funniest World Cup moment. So if you throw them in there, I'm going to get the lads throw me some goals now, and then we'll talk, we'll round off with a couple of good moments as well. Keith, goals, come on, everyone loves them. Great goals, yeah. Like if you want to go back in time, like um, the the we spoke about Brazil in the final, the Carlos Alberto one was one of the most iconic goals in World Cup, along with Maradona's individual one. This was the team version of that, but there's some great goals. Um, I think Teofilo Kubias in could have been seventy eight or eighty two for Peru scores a free kick against Scotland. If anyone hasn't seen it, and he bends it around the wall, but he. He uses the outside of his foot and the way he runs, it's it's an outrageous goal because you just can't see it coming. Do you know what I mean? The way his run up is going, it's like, what's he doing here? And that was a great one. Anyone who hasn't seen it, look it up. Kubias for Peru against, uh, I think it was against Scotland. Yeah, it was against Scotland. Uh, it's a great goal. Jossie Marr, we spoke about Northern Ireland um, in 82. They got to 86 as well. You know, really, really good period for Northern Ireland. Um, Pat Jennings and goal. I'm nearly sure Pat Jennings would have been a goal in 86 as well. Jossie Marr is a Brazilian, burst onto the scene in 82, I think. And in 86, he got a cracker against Northern Ireland. The ball played in and just mills it into the top corner of Jennings. O'Shea McGlinchey there, Nalino versus Italy in 78, outside of the boot. Did anyone, anyone know that one? The banana kick. Gets the ball out on the right wing, touches it out and hits it, and it fucking bends. Ridiculous. Looks like it's going a mile yeah, off I the troll and bends in. Um, Artie Han, own book. Artie Han with a free kick, eighty yards. A bit of an exaggeration, yeah. but close we, enough. We and he fucking hammers it. The absolute thunder bastards. The thing in great goal. Mohammed um, Van Bronckhorst in two thousand ten was in the stadium. Never forget it. Some Dutch last started hugging me. Uh, look, hugging me. So for me, the best goal ever. Uh, Ronaldinho's free kick over Seaman. Jose Mar's celebration was the best. Cambiaso best team goal Argentina in 2006. Great goal. Great goal. Um, and Percy's header. Doesn't Maxi Rodriguez get a cracker in the yeah. World Cup Maxi as well? gets a great one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Against, was it? I can't remember was who it was against. Or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a really good goal as well. Owen against Argentina. Um, Bergkamp yeah. against Argentina in 98. Like, in 98... Bearcamp does that to Argentina, and then Owen does the fucking does that yeah. as well. Same same competition. Uh, the Owen, look as a Liverpool fan when Michael Owen turns up the World Cup, 
and takes the ball in the middle of the park and just starts fucking going by fellas. I mean, actually, looks he probably only beats about three fellas, but the fear in them. And then you see Skulls trying to fucking, the little rat, trying to get in and take the goal at the end, and no one's like, fuck you, and smashing the top corner. You're like, what is fucking going on here? Because you were like, it kind of did leave you breathless. You were kind of going, this, look, I'm no England fan, but it was Michael Owen after a season at Liverpool going to a World Cup and then just turning yeah. up and going, I'll show you, give us the ball. It was absolutely mad. Calvin Van Vuren says the, the Van Persie header in yeah. 2004. Yeah. Now, right, I'm going to say something controversial here. Did That's just a it? header. Ah, it's not a header. <laughs> it's just, slow it down, it's a header and he throws himself in the air after he heads it. Yeah, but he loops it up. Like, he it's loops it over. It's just isn't it? It's, seriously, oh. slow it down and watch it. It's, it's a good goal, it's a great ball, but I still think there's way too much made of that. Um, Maxi was against Mexico in 2006 Mexico, yeah. says Chris Brack Brazil's opener against France in the 86 quarter final great team move one touch passing and Correca says Hannah Kingsbury do you remember it Keith? there you go um, I thought it was Socrates but yeah it could be Correca yeah I thought yeah. it was Socrates yeah but Roberto Ayala getting done for two of the all time great World Cup goals his own book Again, Roberto Ayala was my favourite defender in the in the nineties and the noughties. I loved him. He was only about five foot nine. Kevin Sullivan says it was an outrageous header from Van Persie. Just go yeah. back and watch it. Trust me, just go back and watch it. Um, if you, if you it wasn't it just down, a header. He bleed, loops it up, scoops it over him. Fran Downs says the funniest was Lampard's goal disallowed. Was that a World Cup? It was two thousand and ten. Yeah, against Germany. Um, some some great goals. You know what, like. I really, and I'm sorry, but I really like the Canizia one against Brazil in 19. I was about to say that, yeah. It's a great goal. I really Maradona. Like Maradona's brilliant in that. Yeah. The strength and then the ball in. But yeah. Canizia's finish is brilliant. Yeah, I really like that. And then there's there's one Maradona scores in 86. And again, I'm going to say Belgium or Denmark. I yeah, think Belgium. It's Belgium. Um, and and the only reason I think falling away when he shoots. In yeah, that he's out of balance. In that binder is actually a really good goal from um, Laudrup in 86. Yes. Yeah. That's against, Bel- against Spain, I think, is it? But or, uh, that's why I'm, I'm mixing them up. But Maradona's one where he's kind of played in and then he's, like you say, off balance, puts it across the keeper. Um, Graham Paul showing three yellow cards to the same player. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. that was mine. Was that 2006? <laughs> yeah, was it Croatian? I have a feeling. No, Croatia, I actually, yeah. I actually have a feeling. It was a Croatian player, but I actually have a feeling that might have been in 2010. Keith's gone. I oh, no, Keith's back. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I looked. Uh, I want to say Graham Paul gave that in 2010. Could have been. I have a feeling it was 2010 because. No, 2006. Was it? Yeah. Wow. 16 years ago. Jesus. I was going to say it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But obviously it is, and we're all getting old. Um, Simonich was the name of the player. Simonich got three yellows. Was it three yellows he got? Yeah. How the fuck yeah. do you give the same player three? I get, I get giving the player two yellows and forgetting to send them off. But how the fuck do you give a player three yellows and not get them off the pitch? Oh, we oh, did. He sent them off on oh, the tour. He sent them off on the tour run. He sent on the tour run, yeah. But what I'm saying, how does he get to a fucking tour run? Uh, yeah. has it. Suarez handball on the line, denying Ghana a place in the semi-final and the fourth yeah. African team to make it. Right? And... That's not even the best part of it. It's the celebrating yeah. in the tunnel. Isn't he a man, is he a man that went to Sunderland in the end? Asamoah Gian. Asamoah Gian, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe he was at Sunderland at the time. I'm not too sure. But yeah, he handles it. 
he gets sent off. He knows he's going to miss the semi-final anyway because he gets sent off. And then these, the penalty's missed. And like he does not give a fuck in front of the guy. Everybody, he's having yeah. a fucking great time. Um, the whole Zorba. of Africa was after him, wasn't he? Yeah. Because obviously that's in, in South Africa as well. Guyan's hit pen on, on the crossbar when Suarez handballs is bonkers yeah. uh, Rivaldo's dramatics at the corner flag that was embarrassing nonsense that was 2000 and it's Turkey in 2002 yeah, 2002, 2002, 2002 yeah. yeah isn't that where he uh, kicks the ball over to him when he's going to get a corner yeah. or something and he just yeah. Yeah, hits him on the he, he, did, he did kick it hard at him but yeah. it didn't hit him in the face but he went no, him on the top of his face yeah. so Dan's headbutt in the final 2006 like what a yeah. way to fuck up end your international career like yeah, I mean, we've we done a Zidane special. We've done loads of specials like this, but there's a Zidane in the 2006 World Cup. Hold on, I have to ask this. I have to ask this. Because Kuwait walking off after a goal, 82 yeah, against France. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Fill me in, what happened there? Uh, I can't remember the exact reason. I think there was a goal given and they weren't happy about it. So the the fellas in the, the sheiks or whatever in the in the, the stand were giving them the curly finger. Come on, get off. We're not having this. We didn't come all this way for this. Right. Pull them out. And but someone will correct me in that. Yeah, they walked off. Someone will correct me in that one. Well, um, Zidane against Brazil. Brilliant. One of the best individual performances you'll That's ever see. That's 2006 Six. as yeah. well, yeah. Um, that was amazing. Um, I always remember 98 and everyone was like, the new fella on the block is Danielson. Do you remember? Yeah. Hadn't he only gone to Betis for a world Betis, record? Betis, world record, yeah. And he loved doing loads of blade and step overs yeah. and all, didn't he? He was all four count and no knickers, that fella. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many. Like, I think in 2002 when Ireland against Spain, Ireland should have beat Spain that day. Yeah. And probably could have went all the way because was it South Korea? They got South Korea. Yeah, but South Ireland, Korea, there was a fit down on there, wasn't there? Yeah, but Ireland yeah. would have beat them. Ireland would have beat them. Uh, let me see. Uh, Derek T, what about Zoyer kicking Brazil's free kick? Yeah, we've touched on that one earlier on. But, we uh, have, what a and Veranda backs up his Kuwait stuff with the Kuwait team thought he heard a whistle and yeah, stood still while France it, ran yeah. on and scored. Yeah. Um, do you remember your man nearly took Xavi Alonso's head off, the Dutch fella? De Jong. De Nigel. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, that was that other English fucker, the ref, on there. Howard Webb was the ref. Was it Howard Webb, yeah? He? Howard Webb was the ref. He, didn't, he only booked him, didn't he? Yeah, or did he even book him? I think he might have I booked him. I can't remember. I think he might have booked him. Um, I watched that in the Aviva Stadium, believe it or not. They, they, I think it only opened it up back up in 2009, and they advertised that they were going to show the World Cup final in the Aviva Stadium. So we all bought tickets thinking it's going to be one of these that has the big screens in the middle of the pitch. And all. It's literally the screens that they have in the Aviva Stadium right. now. Right. And you couldn't hear that. And, and it was oh, Jesus. Most, most people walked out. Um, O'Connell Street was great that night. I have to say, I walked down O'Connell Street that, that night and it was like literally you're in the middle of Madrid or Barcelona. The uh, amount yeah. of, uh, of Spanish people around is unbelievable. Um, let me see. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, Bonker says Montari goal. Oh, yeah, Sully Montari got a beaut, didn't he? And isn't speaking about Ghana and Uruguay are in with Ghana this year, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fran says Zidane Cruyff turning a goal kick from Barthez. Can't remember when that was 2006 against <laughs> Brazil. Um, he sends some Brazilian, to yeah, that's right. And it's actually early in the game, is it? Is that what the one? Yeah, it's just it's clipped out him and he just it looks like yeah. he tap it off to the fullback and just Cruyff turns it on the well before it even hits the deck. It was ridiculous. Um, any more goals, any more moments before we go? I just played in loads, you just can't think of them like that. As you said, the 94 World Cup. Uh, Amakachi gets a view. Maradona's goal 
Badgie out. Badgie out missing his penalty. Yeah, that was a blade killer, wasn't it? And then there was Brazil as well. Didn't Bebeto gets a goal and does the three men and a baby thing? I hate yeah. that fucking celebration. Now we're yeah. at the time. It was great. It was Thiago's L lad as well, wasn't it? It was was a Romario, yeah, Bebeto, Bebeto and Mazzino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, there's been brilliant moments, brilliant goals, loads of talking points. If no matter James what, Rodriguez, he got a blatant yeah. thing, didn't he? Yeah. In 2010, was it? Yeah, is that the one where he takes on the chest 14. and smashes it? Yeah, swivels yeah, yeah. and just blading pings. I think one goal in the tournament, did it not? Yeah, yeah I'd did. have to. It was a beautiful. But Kev, Kev Sullivan says there, who's gonna? Uh, uh, sorry, who wonder? Uh, who wonder who's gonna have those moments at this tournament? I don't. I, I can't get myself up for this tournament at all. No, I no, just can't. No. I, I, as I said, I, if it's there, I might watch it, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leonardo giving Tab Ramos the biggest yeah. elbow of all time in night. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. He yeah. smashes him. Yeah. I remember Didn't that. Didn't even yeah. hide it. Fucking hell. Smashes your man's face open. Well, we, said it, we said it earlier on as well. Vuller, I think I still go back to Vuller and Roy Card spitting yeah. on each other yeah. in 1990. Like, yeah. Just big blade and golly hanging out with hair and all. Yeah. But just the reaction and the looking at each other. Like, yeah. yeah but again, that's a hatred thing, isn't it, with Holland and Germany at the time? Like, going back to the war and all, and there was loads of bad blood and. You know, some two quality teams, but a, a shite game and a shite World Cup that's actually the best World Cup of all time. And even the final, you know, even in that, going back to 90 before we do finish up, Maradona, Maradona, uh, Argentina beat it in the semi finals, don't you? And I think it's yeah. in Naples. It the is. game is in Naples. And Maradona's origin, all the, the Napoli fans says, These Italians, these fucking hate you. They do nothing but abuse you. You've gone on and support us. He was rallying the Naples, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Neapolitans, or whatever. Yeah, he goes and beats them in, in Naples, yeah. Yeah, um, and then they played, the Italians turned on him, but didn't they? And he, he got fucking billed. Ortega headbutting Van der Sar in 98. Van der Sar going down like a WWF wrestler. Yeah. Laszlo says the massive mott that landed on him was freaky. Now that Landed rings a bell, Laszlo. but I just can't place it. Who's the moth landing on? I don't know. And put it, put it I do remember something about a moth, yeah, yeah, that's right. Rangers signing Oleg Selenko after five goals in one game. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, but loads of teams have done that. Loads of teams yeah. signed players. Like Liverpool done it with El Hajjouf and Salif Joe after his Well, we've done that before. Now we had them before the war. Yeah, I know. But then when they come on and they've got When they went game. in and you thought, this is great. Yeah, Because yeah, Salif Joe actually, Salif Joe got a great goal in the outfield. Hamez, Hamez Rodriguez, the big mot landed on. Oh, yeah, Hamez. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So there you go. Um, well, look, I'm sure there's loads, loads, <laughs> loads more moments. Loads, loads, loads more goals. Um but we thought we'd come on and just chat about them, go through the World Cups and yeah, yeah, try them out. Well, Who doesn't like the old World Cups? This World ah, Cup, yeah, not so much. Like if, if you can get your hands on all the v old VHS, if you have yeah, all VHS, we used to watch them all. The flash time. them on. Like, they must be a online or something. I think you just with a VHS now, you just fucking I don't know. Throw any power cable in the back of it and just wave it at the telly and it'll VHS? turn on. VHS, yeah. it's easier ways than that. Surely, you well, can I, get them I, on I, YouTube. honestly, I have, I have the official video matey too. On VHS, right? Yeah, but you have a VHS player. Yeah, open the attic, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I do, yeah. Will you bring everyone... it down or will you watch it up in the attic? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I'd have to bring the telly up. <laughs> just taking the telly out of the sitting room and everyone go, what are you doing? I'm just going to the attic to watch a few videos. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's looking for me, if anyone's a Pringles on a bag of cans. Uh, you should be able to find I'd say you'll find them somewhere on ah, I'm sure you'll get them on YouTube now. Yeah. They've been remastered onto YouTube. Yeah. But I have, I genuinely, I definitely have one from 82. 
I definitely have one from 86 and I definitely have I think it was called Jack's Heroes or something it was called the 1990 video and I, I always remember because that song No Regrets is sang by I was it was some Italian boat sings it. Ah, no, 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 um, no, 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 no. Piaf. Yeah, Edith Piaf. General Regret. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edith Piaf. Um, that's no, we didn't, talk, yeah. we didn't talk about songs. <coughs> World Cup songs. Oh, well, ah, well, no, well, we're on Italian 90. That has two of the best. So we have Pavarotti's Ness and Dorme. Yeah. Let's be honest, that added a, that added fucking 100 million to that World Cup with that, the, the backdrop of that. And also had World of Motion by New Order. Let's be honest, the best, it's not even really a football song, but the best football song of all time yeah what else is there i know, you know? um but I, i'm i'm gonna i'm actually gonna go I, uh, do you know what i'm gonna go up to the attic tomorrow because if i know where they're sitting i have the videos there i'm gonna take a picture of them and i'll put them on our, our social media or whatever but look um with, the, with regards to shows moving forward um we're gonna do we're, we're gonna try to do daily world cup stuff so we might do a watch along a day if people are available and we're literally doing it on people's availability we're not going to promise you anything We'll decide on the day and we'll throw it out that we're going to do a watch along. Kevin Luke done a great one today for the opening game. Wasn't the easiest game to start off with, let's be honest. Yeah. But the, there's better games coming. We're more than likely going to be doing the four and seven, four or seven p.m. depending on availability, right? Um, we're going to try to do a show every night at ten o'clock. What's going on in the World Cup on that day? We're going to throw some Liverpool stuff in as well as we go. And look, if you can like, subscribe, share, and help us out during this month because this is a hard month for anybody trying to make content. So if you can do that. Um, let us know. Uh, what that else? Joe Wayman being a bit snarky. Yeah, Joe Wayman says, "Big up, lads. When do you lads play? Just look up the England fixtures. Look at the team opposite the fucking England. That's when we're playing." Yeah. Joe. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Um, so, <laughs> so um, who are we playing? Iran, uh, Iran, Iran tomorrow, Wales, yeah, and, and America. Tomorrow. Yeah, three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, well, uh, fair play. I say Joe has his tracksuit. Well, fucking loves the tracksuit, does oh, Joe? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So listen, um, the appeal for Lydia is in the description. Go and check that out if you can make a donation there, please do, or share it amongst your family, your friends, How's all it that sort of stuff. It's going really well. I think they're fairly close, and she has a date for her operation, which is great. So mm-hmm. you need to get that money in the script. Too short of five time. when I looked at it earlier. Uh, uh, yeah, they're not too. They're not too short on it. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, the beanies. We have got 10 beanies that we held back. We're going to give away for free. Now, we're going to give some away on live shows. We're going to give a few away where you have to put something in the comments because people don't always watch live. And um, we're going to give it away to people that just listen to the podcast. We're going to do it, find a way of doing that as well. But we have 10 of them. We're going to give them away for free. And um, yeah, hopefully um, they're due in next week. So we'll start giving them away in the next week as well. But we'll bring out as many shows as we can throughout the World Cup there'll be different hosts there'll be different guests there'll be different types of shows there'll be quizzes still there'll be drafts there'll be Keith's draft was amazing and everyone wants him to do um, do another one so um, we might do I want to be involved in the next quiz because I I just love being involved rather than hosting them but we're going to bring it as much as we possibly can plus some Liverpool stuff thrown in there as well um, I think that's about it we get out of everyone's hair Keith I'm not your hair Keith but um Anything else before we go? Sorry, that was a low blow, Keith, and I apologize. No, no, it's, that's it's Joe, only that's Gavin. Jo- Lewis, that's Joe's yeah. influence on me. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we're ending the yeah, show. Yeah, fuck you, Joe. Slugging the goat, <laughs> rob me yeah. and Hailer, and laugh at me when I'm on the ground. <laughs> no, look, um, nothing else from me, Gav. Nothing else from me. I love talking about the old World Cups, as I said. Will we get into this one? Who knows? But yeah. you know. Time will tell, time will tell. If I find if I find this video on a VCR player, do you want to come out to me, Gaff, and we watch the video and we'll stream it, us watching it? 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't Love say it. you get done for copyright shown that gear. That's years old. Ah, yeah, yeah. The copywriters are long dead on yeah. them, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> long dead. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, no. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Right. That has been the LSC Day Trippers. That's been the Fat Back Four. As I said, stay tuned uh, during the week. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Go and subscribe to Just Joe's football show as well because he's quality. Um, That's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.